the film series that won't die to nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. The Amityville Horror Podcast. Hey, welcome back to Amityville Podcast. I'm Pat. I'm Tom. And today we are watching The Unspoken, which... While it doesn't have Amityville in the name, uh, it was released internationally as the origins of Amityville. Yeah, the unspoken part is that it was the is the connection to Amityville. It's unspoken because it does not exist. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but we are trying to be thorough on our podcast. Uh, there's not enough Amityville movies to go around. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they made like two more since we started recording these things. I hate you for t- talking me into this. I think they made two more since we did last week's episode. <sighs> There's a lot of them. What was that old like camp song? This is the song that will never end, never end, or something mm-hmm. like that. This but, is a song that never ends. Yeah. It goes on and on, my friends. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Pa- Patrick sold this one to me because, like, uh, behind the scenes thing. I am very. I am for watching all the ones with Amityville in the name, but because of the amateurish nature of the of the section of movies that we're in as a whole, unless it is actually unless they're trying to pretend it's an Amityville thing, I don't think we should do it. Like if it's like after the fact, like they made a movie, the people made a movie, and then they're like, oh, if we just slap the word Amityville on it, people will buy it now. That I don't yeah. think we should do because it's pointless. So this one was not. So Patrick sold it to me with my uh, for my love of Neil McDonough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, some of you may know him from the DC TV TV shows. Uh, he was Damien Dark. Yeah, that's D A R R H K. Yeah, <laughs> comic books. Yeah, everybody. Uh, not my favorite villain when he was on Arrow, but also Arrow was not that great he at that a, stretch. He was one of the. I, he was funny. Like I remember one crossover episode where. Like the Flash, come like Damian Dark is like about to kill Green Arrow, and the Flash uh, comes in and just pulls everybody out, and he has this the most like amused reaction, just like wait, what just happened, huh? But he's like not he's not going immediately to anger. It's just like wait, what? And yeah. it was really cute. I feel like his performance was a lot of fun, but it was a villain that wasn't written well, and there was. There were a lot of gaps of like, this is your big bad, and he doesn't even seem to care to be in the show. Yeah, it, much it, like me watching it. It's like Christopher Walken as uh, Maximilian Zorn in uh, A View to a Kill. Where uh, it's like yeah, when he yeah. when he says, "You amuse me, Mister Bond." It's Christopher Walken is being amused because it's like, what am I doing in this? Yeah. And God damn it, if that movie had just been about following him and Grace Jones like taking over the world, far superior mm-hmm. film. But yeah, so so Patrick tried to sell it to me with Neil McDonough, and don't get me wrong, that was enough. But he Patrick sold me on that because he, does, honest to God, does not recognize that the top billed actor in the film is Jodel Furland, who is horror movie royalty. I, it's a name that does not ring a bell, and you're gonna you're gonna most, tell me who she is most prominently. She plays the triple role of original Alessa. Dark Alessa and Sharon in the Silent Hill film. Son of a bitch. She is Patience Bruckner, the zombie that could in the ca- in the cabin in the woods. She is Georgia Lass's er- first reap on Dead Like Me. She is the uh, girl, the uh, the doll girl in the first season of Supernatural. She is. Over horror movie stuff, she is the voice of the ghost haunting Paranorman in Paranorman. Jodel Furland is great. Yeah, now I feel like an idiot. I I had no clue. I had absolutely no clue. Yeah, so I like when when I looked that up, it's like okay, I'm officially excited about this movie now. Yeah, which Which also speaks to the fact that this one has a budget and is from a studio yes uh, we're watching it on Amazon Prime it is a a rental thank you mom and uh, it is being it's produced by the Paranormal Activity and Insidious people but not Blumhouse which 
also had a hand in paranormal activity, right? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think Blumhouse so. made most of their initial startup money off of paranormal activity being such a huge hit. Yeah. Uh, oh, Joe Del Ferland also plays uh, the little girl version of Carrie in the TV version of Carrie starring Angela Bettis. So she's also played Carrie White. And she's also, I mean, Angela Bettis is also horror royalty. Oh, oh yeah, so, oh yes, yeah, yeah. she is, but she's not in this film, unfortunately. Right. But, but just, you yeah, know, yeah, Patrick. And that's that's the Carrie I haven't seen. I I saw. It's pretty good. Yeah. I I, I, I did get around. AMC's been running the Chloe Grace Moretz one. Which I liked that one. I, I, I came in basically at uh, Tommy and Sue convincing Carrie to go along, to uh, go to prom, and so I watched from there from the end. So I didn't see the beginning of it. it it's like it's fine. Uh, it didn't really add much to it, other than no man the uh, showing the video of the locker room at the prom humiliation sequence. Mm-hmm. It does add to the oh god, you guys need to die. Even worse, yeah. Than you were going to die, which yeah. man. But I don't know. But, it just like that one. Like I love the original Carrie because the movie wasn't afraid to have the protagonist turn into the monster and have everything that that entails—good, bad, and you know the fate of the monster being visited upon Carrie. And in the 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 TV show one, which was supposed to be a backdoor pilot. And in uh, oh oh yeah, all right yeah that was never gonna happen. No. Um, and in like the Chloe Grace Moretz one, you can tell they really are not comfortable with just saying okay. And now Carrie is a monster that needs to die. Yeah, they try to make it fully sympathetic and just yeah a revenge piece. Yeah, uh, which it is. It was intended to be, but at this like I mean I think King wrote it basically. What if a psychic girl? ripped apart everyone she hated. Yeah. How do we get there is the rest of the novel. But the thing that makes Carrie have to die at the end is not that she gets revenge on the people that wronged her. She is completely entitled and should do that. It's that she kills everybody. Right. She doesn't she, stop there. She goes too far and then she has to be stopped because yeah. there's like, like, uh, this is the, the lawyer talking. There is a point where self-defense stops being self-defense. Yeah. So, and, and Carrie was definitely, she, she went above her remit or she went beyond her remit in terms of revenge. Fair. Don't get me wrong. Everybody in that gym was laughing at her. <laughs> and so, yeah. I mean, hence the line, they're all going to laugh at you. They're and they do. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You know, it's like in um the TV one, it's um oh god, I'm blanking on her name. Tammy won on Parks and Rec. She was um oh Kevin Costner's uh, wife in The Untouchable. She's great, and I'm completely blanking on her name, and I'll remember it later. I can remember Kevin Costner's wife in so many other movies, and she's only in it for like a few minutes, and she's just there fawn. Like, we're not talking about Madeline Stubb. We're not no, talking about no, Mary no, McCormick. No, she's uh, red hair. This is Tammy One on uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, the not Megan Mullally, Tammy. Um, God, she's so good in so many things, and now I'm blanking on her name. But either way. Right. Well, like, you at home have probably and, shouted at your radio. Yeah. Uh, like, her and Julianne Moore, great, great actors, and they do they do fine in the movies. Nobody's going to beat Piper Lord. No, but I, I, that's one of the reasons I like this one is Julianne Moore is always going to be incredible. Blue mm. Grace Moretz is always going to be incredible. Sure. Yeah, the performances carried me through it. Um, yeah, it didn't add much. It was no, still it's, it's fine. a version of the book. It was, like I, I was expecting it to to not like it much worse. Like whereas this one is just like yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's another character, which yeah. is. Actually, kind of more or less my reaction to the new Dune movie, but that is a much longer conversation. Indeed. Uh, but well, when we find an Amityville Sandworm movie, we'll Amityville talk about Amityville Sandworm. <laughs> Amityville Spice. Ooh. Yeah, that's the one. The Arrakisville Horror. The Arrakisville Horror. Oh, God. Well, that's not we're what never, we're watching we're now, is it? Stop it? No, we're going to watch The Unspoken, which God only knows what it's about. Uh, I wonder if they, like, 
Do you think they'll do like any post production? Throw the word Amityville in it somewhere, because you said it was just internationally. It's International, like so I think they're not going to bother. Great, <laughs> but Jodell, who cares? Oh, Jodell Ferland. Jodell Micah Ferland, according to the Amazon Prime that we're looking at. Yeah. Mm. All right, and this one's from 2016, and yeah, we have no idea what we're in for, but there is a budget behind this there one, is so. A budget. Oh, also it has Lachlan Monroe, which I he was in like he's originally I think he came uh, like to prominence as like one of the de- uh, he was in Dead Man on Campus, but he was one okay. of the best unintentional laughs in Freddy vs Jason when all the teenagers are running out of the house when Jason starts killing people, and then a police car come pulls up and everybody runs to them for help and the window rolls down and it's that guy and everybody in the crowd just laughs because oh man they're doomed okay all right yep 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 yeah but anyway all right let's watch this thing all right see you on the other side it's gonna be great and we are back and the unspoken was spoken actually what the hell was that title meant no, had nothing to do with anything. No. Actually, the international title means a little more than the yeah. U.S. one. Uh, it turns out it was... In an a, origin. It, it was an Amityville movie. Like, Amityville is name-dropped. There are flies. No yeah. incest. No incest. But, it like, the opening, we, we do get, like, a traditional Amityville beginning where we have a house, something terrible has happened, the police are there... And then we cut 17 years later. And, mm-hmm. you know, people are moving back into the house. Yeah. Uh, the well-furnished house. The well-furnished house. You know, because yeah. we just had to dust everything off. Everything is still there. Yep. And blanket spoiler warning. Um, if at any point you want to check this movie out. Yeah, yeah. You should stop listening now. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about everything. Yep. And by everything, I mean, you know... The stuff that happened in the beginning, and then the stuff that happened at the end, and then, like, the five minutes worth of actual content in the 90 minutes in between. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this one, as noted on Amazon, is from the producers of Insidious and Paranormal Activity. Um, so, yeah, there is some money to it. The money I like. Yeah. Um, and it's a know. very good-looking movie. This is a very good-looking movie. It has a weird, washed-out, uh, black-and-whitey effect for, like, the exteriors. Mm-hmm. But that contrasts nicely with the interior, the warmness of the colors on the interiors. Yeah. And yet everybody, in the like, costume design-wise, everybody's wearing, like, this just kind of, like, poorly washed brown clothing. Browns and grays. Yeah. A lot of browns and grays. The um, town is depressed. Yeah. The town is not Amityville, and uh, the house is not the Amityville house. It is on 166 Briar, Briar Road. Mm-hmm. Or as the kids in the neighborhood have spray-painted the mailbox. 666. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so there's this house that has been legendary in the neighborhood as an evil house. Everybody's... Yes. You know, stay away from the house, stay away from the house, including the father of our main character. Um, Joe Del Furland. Yeah. Angela. But it, we skipped over. It is legendary because the first five or so minutes of the ha- of the movie is takes place in that bygone year of 1997. And uh, the, res- the police have shown up at this house. We have no explanation why. Uh, there's blood everywhere. The cop goes in, and we get the first of an inordinate, in excuse me, inordinate amount of hey, this is loud scares. That's that was a major problem, mainly for the first half. Didn't yeah, they, like they it got they tapped later. back on it after a while, but yeah. yeah, this is oh my god, quiet, if you're quiet, making, quiet, quiet, loud. If you're making a horror movie and you listen to this. Please, please, please listen to us. Don't do that. It's the cat in the window scare, which they even literally did. Over and over again. But like, there There's was like one... three of the cats. There's yeah. three cat scares. And we're talking, I'm, I'm literally like cat jumps out. It's a, it's a cheap gag. If you use it, your audience will not respect you. Yeah. 
and you know, for most of this movie, we didn't respect the movie. Yeah, we were, we were. There was definitely a struggle at a certain point. Uh, well, up to a certain point, of you're, you're, yeah, you're just going for the cheap gags. Yes. But that was while they were building a whole bunch of other things that we will get to that yeah. I would say paid off. Yes. Uh, so the, the the police officer scared is scared to death, wandering around the house. There are noises. He's being thrown around by some mysterious force, and then he uh, finds a a woman who says that we we need to kill whatever is in this house. And then all of a sudden, a priest falls from the rafters, having been hung, and also has inverted crosses carved into his wrists and his forehead. Yeah. And then the rest of the police show up, and uh, our first cop. And the woman get out, and everything's just kind of done for like the first section of the movie. Like the police yeah. are there, and they're like, "I don't know what happened." Yeah, let's just um, go. They the all they know is this isn't her blood, which we don't know how they know that. But yeah, yeah, yeah they find lots of blood. There is the dead priest, and um, we're left curious. Yeah, seventeen years later, we. Come upon a tree with a pentagram in blood. Oh, you're skipping way. You are jumping. That's the next, like, literally. Is it the tree? It, it comes oh, back to the, the. Oh, they show it first. They before, show it okay, first okay, before okay. we find out what's okay, going on. Bad, with it. Bad, but yeah, there's bad. a tree with a bloody pentagram on it. Yeah. And bad. flies just yeah. hovering it. So, I, hey, I saw the flies. Yeah, I remember the flies. Yeah. Which, that was good, because the, if it's Amityville, there's got to be flies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Joe Del... Or, yeah, then we get these... We get this mother, Mrs. Peterson, moving into the house with her semi-catatonic son, Adrian. Yeah. Who has not been the same since, her fa- since his father died. And, and Mrs. Peterson is moving in with Mr. Walker, who is a, a local handyman who appears to be a creep. And also Portia, who is a chef, or... Like, I think chef general, like... Housekeeper. Yeah, housekeeper, house assistant, um, cooking and cleaning and whatnots. But... It does make the question, what is Mrs. Peterson actually doing? Not a clue. Um, But I think that was inherent in what we'll find out later. You gotta stop doing that. This is true. It's, it's like we we'll, we'll get to the things later. We don't have to keep saying. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so Mrs. Peterson has people there in the house to take care of the house and the yeah. kid. Um, and Portia. Um, yeah. Just we'll go with Jamaican. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Portia has a very strong Jamaican accent, or at mm-hmm. the very least, she's playing a very caricaturish. Uh, Jamaican housekeeper. That's more, yeah, more yeah. along the lines. Yeah. But everybody seems friendly, except for Mr. Walker, the yeah. handyman, who is just a skinny local creep that has a flask. And, you know, if you're in a movie and you have a flask, you are not to be trusted. Yeah. Unless you're, like, the main character police detective who, you know, you just need to drink to get through the day. Who doesn't? And also, that means you're not to be trusted as well. Also true. But anyway. But that, none of that matter because we care about Angela. Mm-hmm. Angela has been hired to take care of Adrian. Yeah. Um, this is Joe Del Furland. Yeah. And surprisingly normal character for mm-hmm. Joe Del Furland. Uh, she, her father is Lachlan Monroe. If you look him up, you'll understand why that's just kind of funny and weird. And uh, he, he has been out of work for a little while. And so the head of the daycare that Angela works at says that uh, she got the uh, she heard of somebody that needs like a full time nanny and this could be more money for you yeah and so Angela rides her bike out to Briar Road the legendary dun, dun, dun. house and she runs into a gang of toughs yeah these are the local redneck asshole college students teens well they, they're not in they, college. they ain't going to college yeah and they might not actually be have finished high school but they are the local redneck um like it's assholes yeah they're like everybody's in plaid and what and uh wife beaters this one guy has a hat that i swear to god they wanted to have a confederate hat yeah but they they correctly did not go with a confederate hat but part of this group is pandy 
who appears to have affection for Angela. And, and they vice share a versa. kiss before the rednecks, you oh know, pop God. back up. It was so awesome. The girl was like, it's one of those great moments where you shout at the screen, now kiss. And they started kissing. And then like five-year-olds, these rednecks pull up in their pickup truck and honk, the, honk their horn and go, what are you girls doing, kissing? This movie was made in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they're rednecks and they are still out there and they still behave like that. This is true. And then Pandy immediately turns on Angela and we do not like Pandy for the rest of the film. Yeah, she she totally bails. She's just like, I don't like her. Like, she's you know, she's weird. She's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, we... Even though she was coming on to Angela hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was... Yeah. Yeah. But... It was awesome. <laughs> she's not comfortable with herself and she's much more aligned with the rednecks. She's part of a scheme of theirs. Yeah. Um, they find out that Angela is working at this house. They have something that mm-hmm. is in the basement there yeah. they want to get. Spoiler alert, it's drugs. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, it's it's that MacGuffin cocaine. Yeah, it's yeah. it's MacGuffin cocaine. And yeah. also, as a side note, I really enjoyed that the uh, the Angela and Pandy being love interests. I, I enjoyed that that wasn't a cent- like the most central theme to either of their characters and or the movie. It's just like, hey, LGBT people can be characters in the movie, and, and that's it's not just part of the movie. It's not exactly. the main. This movie is not advertised as, hey, this is an LGBT horror movie. It's just like, oh, and also there's some gay people. Yeah, as a matter of fact, after she, uh, after yeah, Pandy basically hops out and says, yeah. no, 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 no. it's really never brought up again. Yeah, they have like one other scene together where they talk about it, but it's. Like a normal conversation in a movie as opposed to, you know, the movie stops so we can have a, have a stance on LGBT issues. Yeah. It's is pretty yeah. great. Yeah, it's it, it's a factor and it just sets up a relationship for some loyalties without, yeah. Yeah, without being issue driven. Yeah. So Angela goes to the house and, uh, well, I, yeah. Yeah, she goes to the house first. That's getting it confused with the second time she goes to the house mm-hmm. and she tries to bond with adrian who again is just he is our resident catatonic weirdo kid in a horror movie and as my buddy steven always points out the minute these kids show up in a movie or like let's be real in real life just murder them they are going to end up killing you they're either going to kill you or be the cause of your death yeah, but that's advocating killing a lot of kids who are just awkward. You know, I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know, agree to disagree. Fair. Fair. I, I, as, as History a, will prove me right. I was an awkward kid, and I know a lot of people tried to murder me as a child, so I would rather, you know, err on the side of... I mean, you haven't ended the world yet. I'm working on it. I know you are. And Mm -hmm. then, like I said, we would have been correct to murder you and your crib. In my defense, Mm -hmm. I'm in my 40s and I haven't gotten around to it. I am a bit of a slacker. You're lazy. Like, the world shouldn't have to rely on your laziness to continue to exist. Let's just talk me up to being a meh Christ. Fair. Uh, A meh Christ. Um... So, it, like, they try to, uh, it, Angela tries to have her first interview and or bonding session with Adrian, but Adrian has disappeared and is trying, is, is like, going into the woods or maybe near a shed and Mr. Walker's not having that. No. Um, I mean, as the caretaker, greenskeeper, whatnot, I mean, who knows what this kid's going to do with his weird bloody noses and stuff moving around him. Yeah, and it cannot be understated that Mr. Walker... Mr. Walker has to be local because he is terrified of this house. Yeah. Like, he does not want to be there at all. Yeah, doesn't want to go in there, doesn't want to... Yeah. No, and I do not blame him. But Mm -hmm. so, Angela... They they call it a wash for that day. Uh, Angela leaves, and Mr. Walker is just kind of off to the side, drinking uh, like drinking from his flask and considering his life choices when he finds the uh, the bloody pentagram carved into the tree with all the flies 
and a dead dog. Mm-hmm. And it was at this point that we were that Patrick and I were getting particularly bored until the dog woke up. Yeah, because it's a it's a definitely at least week or two old yeah dog corpse. Yeah, um, bones are sticking out. Yeah. intestines are decayed, sticking. like dis- kind of crumbly, like it is dissolving. Yeah, and it just wakes up and lunges and bites his jaw off. Yeah, we're talking like, and this is like, it is mirrors level graphic. Mm-hmm. This guy's jaw being ripped off, and nothing in the movie. This is like about a half hour, and nothing has set this up, this level of gore up. At no, all. not even screaming. remotely. This is this was just okay. Well, this is the movie we're watching now. Yeah. All right. It, yeah. I mean, it is honestly of not that there are a ton of jaws being ripped off in movies no, but in general, but this is probably one of the best looking ones it, I've seen. It looked really good. Yeah. Like, this is where the money is going. Uh, like, type of good. Like, it just, it takes a while, and you see everything being ripped apart by this decomposing dog. And it's, it's like, it's kind of like how Al Pacino describes the, uh, the, 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 the robbery crew in Heat. It's like, everything will be fine, and then at the drop of a hat, they will rock and roll. That's mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. Which is good. You will have to sit through 40 minutes of not rock and roll. Right, but when when it hits, oh shit! Oh man, it's gonna See, be great. So yeah. dead dog murder. Yeah. So Mr. Walker, who we were thinking might be like a sympathetic character later, or you know, he turns the corner and turns out he's actually the here like yeah. side hero. The yeah. The, um, Don't judge a book by its cover character. Yeah, or even like um, Grady from The Shining of like, okay, caretaker, kind of weird, but shows up at the end Halloran. just to be a last... Halloran. Yeah, yeah. Halloran. Um, <laughs> Grady's a different kind of hero. True, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't. I really don't advocate killing children. I know this is going to turn into a running gag, so I just want to make it clear right now. My name is Tom. I don't want any children to be murdered ever. At I'm least not because of this podcast. If no, the, ever. I'm not. I didn't qualify it. Jesus. I'm only qualifying if any of our listeners have a time machine and want to eliminate Hitler. It won't happen in our timeline because he exists. Yeah. But you can create a timeline without a Hitler. Fair. Quantum physics aside. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, and so, Angela goes back, like, in, like interspersed with Angela, like, going back to the uh, the house. Uh, we have, or actually, no, the police are there at the house the next day, and we finally get Neil McDonough. Mm-hmm. Who just kind of pops into the movie? Like I thought, like they really never established that he was one of the police in the beginning of the film, as I suspected. Right. Well, we're left to suspect who the cop is. These seventeen years later, yeah, we assume it's him because he is the local cop. Yes, even though he looks drastically more weathered for his seventeen years of yeah. rural so, policing. So, spoiler, he's not the cop from the beginning. Spoiler, he's not the cop from the beginning, but he's still Neil McDonough, and that is awesome. Yeah, he's charming as hell. He is the town sheriff you want to have. Yeah, no, he's great. Like, the uh, the redneck assholes end up harassing Angela later, and he just, you know, dissolves, or, uh, yeah, disarms the situation and arrests one of them, but in, like, you know, the good kind of way. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to take you in now. Come on. Yeah, it's like, okay, well... You're picking on her. She's not going to rat you out. I still see what's going on. Here's a violation. I'm taking you in because I know you're a piece of shit. And so we're just going to go ahead and, you know, nip it in the bud now. But he lets the fr- lets the other two guys take the car. He's not impounding it or anything. He's not right. messing them up. He's like, this is how we keep the peace in the small town. Exactly. There are repercussions. I am watching you. Let's leave it here. Yeah, exactly. So, But yeah, he's... an. He's just generally charming, which is kind of his mo as yeah. a as an actor. He's just great. But so they're investigating the disappearance of Mister Walker and the dead dog, and I do love like the cute little moment when he's like leaning over the dead dog because he sees something and he says to the dog, "Excuse me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that what a nice touch. Yeah, like he's nice. even courteous to the corpse of a dog. Yeah, but so Angela shows up there, and uh, we have. Like, an- another not great day. 
Or actually, so while Angela is arriving, the redneck people are also, you know, taking a look, trying surveying the house because, again, they're drugs. They're going to act like it's something else, but it's just drugs. Yeah. Uh, they Because they hid the drugs in the in the haunted house because why would the cops ever look there? And that is the first and last smart thing they do in the entire movie. Yeah. They weren't established as very smart characters. No. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it's... Yeah, no, they, they were consistent. Yes. Yeah. But so Angela ends up, like, while the police are investigating outside, the mom goes off to... She goes off to drop things off at Goodwill and uh, do grocery shopping. Angela goes to play with the kid, with uh, Adrian, and Portia is in the, uh, the kitchen uh, preparing lunch. And then as a... <laughs> A creepy, as like increasingly creepy stuff is starting to happen with, between uh, Angela and Adrian. That's the boy's name. Yeah. Uh, Portia is uh, is privy to just full poltergeist action in the kitchen. Yeah, there's no there's no like slow ramp up of you know a cabin door or a cabinet door sort of opens. It's cabinet doors rattle and then she turns around and literally all of the dishes are out of the cabinets. On the yeah. countertop, boom. Doors oh. are opening and slamming. Yeah. Chairs are running around, are, are like flying around and everything. And then Portia has, it happens so rarely in any movie, let alone horror movies, the exact appropriate reaction to the situation. Mm-hmm. She gets in her car and she drives away and never returns. Yep. No more Portia in the movie. Nope. Doesn't get killed. Doesn't have some sort of a sad or ironic fate. Nope. She just sees this shit and gets the fuck out of there. Yep. Says, Good call. Thank you, but no thank you. Mm-hmm. And you actually, like, you see the whole scene from Adrian's bedroom window and Angela's just looking out and this hatchback just peels out doing this U-turn and uh-huh. just like, nope. Yep. Goodbye. She does, yeah. and and it's even better because it's like she didn't go upstairs to get Adrian or Angela or warn them. Oh or no, anything. no, it's she like, is just out the door and gone. The out. only detail I would have added would be if she had rolled down the window and gave the house the finger on the way out. That would have been awesome. That would have been nice. It but would have been tempting fate. This is also true. Yeah. No. So now, she had the eyes on the on, on the prize, which is to say, surviving. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, upstairs, uh, we've got um, Adrian is hiding. Like, well, Adrian and Angela are playing marbles, and Adrian hits the one marble super hard. It goes under the door of the closet. Yeah. Nice shot. Well, no, it actually isn't. Um, but I don't know how many people are familiar with the rules of marbles. You gotta want to keep it in the circle, but which they hadn't drawn. But, I mean, it's Marbles, who Angela's actually does baby. really know. Angela's a bad babysitter. Kind of. <laughs> but um, Marble goes into the closet. Uh, between cutting, at some point, we lose track of Adrian. She thinks that Adrian's in the closet because there's a knocking coming from the closet until mm-hmm. she sees the blanket on his bed moving and realizes he's hiding under the bed, not the one knocking from the closet. And then she literally says, but... Who's in the closet? Little on the nose. It was so good. Yeah. It was really... It's like, it's stupid, but it was, Mm -hmm. like, charmingly stupid. Yeah. But if you're there, who's in the closet? Mm Mm-hmm. But much, you know, much like Portia, they get the fuck out of that room. Yeah. Go downstairs. The mom shows back up. There's an intruder in the house. Mom just grabs a baseball bat, goes up, and, like, let's take care of this. Opens the door. Nothing's in the closet. Shock upon shock. Yeah, I was I was on board with the bomb. Was yeah. Like, yes. Good. Bring yeah. weapons. Investigate. But also, let's call the police right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Did we have Pandy showing up? No, Pandy's the next. Day. Oh no, that was um, no, that was right after that. Um, was at, that that was the same day as Pandy? Um, okay, so pa- Pandy is the love interest again. Which what a stupid name. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, after all of that Apologies goes on. Apologies if your name is Pandy. We love you. Please keep listening mm-hmm. to our podcast. So, Pandy shows up at the house while they've all taken off to do a thing. Yeah. No, well, while well, she, well, well, the mom Adrian's is gone. gone. Mom is gone. Pandy shows up at the house. Um, she's trying to use her. She's trying to use Angela as a way to sneak in and surreptitiously get the drugs out. Right. 
Unfortunately, while she does get to the basement, it's not under the best circumstances because she goes through the basement door and then just gets thrown against the wall and choked out by a mysterious force. Yeah. And then she gets, like, yanked. Like, it it looks as if, like, an invisible hand is yanking her entire body into the basement. Mm Mm-hmm. Thrown right down the stairs, door slams, phone then gets also thrown right under the door, uh, down to the basement. We don't see Pandy for a little while after that. Uh... And that's when uh, the rednecks harass, harass Angela on the way home. Because they, they want to know what happened to their sneak. Yeah. They're, they know that they have a connection. Um, they don't even try and play nice about it. They are just full-on no. redneck asshole bullies. They really don't. Yeah. They're really bad at their job. Yeah. If their one job is being redneck assholes, I guess they nail it. I, I, yes, but like clearly they're also drug dealers. Yeah. And they lose their drugs. They lost their drugs. They have no charm. They have, like, who are they dealing these drugs to? I, just, like, I wouldn't, I, yeah. I would assume if I bought anything from them, they, they it would be stepped on pretty hard. With, like, not the things you should step on drugs with. Absolutely not. Yeah. They would be bad. Don't do drugs. But so, uh, like, as, like, throughout the movie, uh, Angela's having these moments where she's like investigating uh, stuff in, like related to her mother who is dead who has passed away and all of these investigations like lead up to something horrible happening and then she mysteriously wakes up in her bedroom yeah typically tap, um, like touches the back of her head every time as if she's in malignant yeah. Um, and a lot of that ties back to a lot of her dreams are of her mother saying, you are not of this world. We are not of this world. And then putting a gun in her mouth. Yeah. And pulling the trigger, which is, well, how mom is not a character in the present day. Yeah. Um, which I think is why she kept checking the back of her yeah, head is, yeah, 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 yeah mom yeah, blew yeah, her yeah. brains out the back. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Um, and, like, at one point... Uh, yeah, the daughter's going through, like, old boxes of stuff because she recognizes a crucifix in an old family photo. Yeah. Uh, that family photo shows the mom with the dad, of course, but we recognize... That's the first time we really realize the mom is the character from the beginning of the movie who yeah. is being chased through the house. Oh, the cop from the beginning of the movie is her dad. It's heavily... I don't think they ever actually say it. They never say it out it's loud. Very, it's heavily implied that, that, is, that yeah, Lachlan Monroe, uh, Angela's dad, is the cop. And another good reaction in the movie is when he finds out that she is babysitting for a kid in that house, he just says, no. Nope. Never go nope, back nope, to nope, that nope. house. Never, ever, ever. But what about... No. Never go back to that mm-hmm. house. Just never. Yeah. It's... That conversation is actually... Uh, that's a little... Maybe a little later. It's a little bit later, but that's... that Like, that type of conversation that they have feels natural. It feels yeah. realistic. It Like, she gets a job. Good for you. Um, oh, here are the details. Nope. But people in this movie react like real people. It is They nice. talk like yeah. real people. Um, there is no dragging things out for no reason. It's just, oh, here's my reaction. Fuck that. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah, there's a... It's natural. Yeah, Yeah. it's very natural. The only thing that's dragged out in the movie for no reason is the movie. First half of it is... There's this whole middle chunk that's just kind of gooey and, like, not great. Yeah, it's like, we've given you a lot of setup. We're not quite ready for the finale. So, yeah, there's a little bit of... We have to hit feature length. Yeah. And this movie's only 96 minutes long. And so it's just like, you could have cut out at least 10 minutes and it would have been a lot tighter. But then it would have been, oh, no, now we're definitely not a real movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely much shorter Amityvilles. Uh, No argument. Yeah. Uh, But Uh, not not as many better. This was pretty good. Because, uh, like, I can never stress enough how important it is how you end a thing. Because mm-hmm. how you end a thing is how people will remember it. Look at your Game of Thrones. This movie... Yeah, exactly. Uh, for most of the movie, it's not that interesting. But then the last 20 minutes are so goddamn good. Because yeah. 
the the one redneck that got arrested gets out of jail and is like, screw this, we're going to the house and we're getting our drugs. And yeah. it was at this by moment, force, by any means necessary, by whatever, we're going in there. And that's where I feel like the initial premise that somebody had for the movie comes out um, because it becomes a home invasion style movie. Uh, yeah. You're, you know, Strangers, uh, The First Purge, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Except imagine it's a home invasion movie in a haunted house. Yes, with shitheads. And it's white trash, panic room, Chitulu mansion. And wow, does it take fun turns it's after that? So good. Um, I'm almost like hesitant to spoil some of the gags. No, we're gonna spoil all. The we gags. are. I know, but I'm. No, people aren't gonna, gonna be it. I had to pay three dollars for this thing. People aren't gonna pay three dollars for this thing, even though you should, because it, like it's really it was good. a blast. It's really a lot yeah. of fun. Once you get to this last act. Once uh, you get to the last act. Yeah, basically the house, as far as we know uh, yeah. from the audience, yeah, this, is we'll just get, we'll turning get. against them. Uh, a bunch of drill bits that were in the basement. Oh no, no, no. Dude, you were sta- you, you okay, were okay. So no. We get like the red. Angela has found out, realized, or Angela has investigated enough that she knows that she has some weird connection to this house. Because she was, there's the cross, and then uh, she finds out from the head of the daycare center that she normally works at that Mrs. Peterson asked for Angela by name. Mm-hmm. And so and, she has to go back. Yeah, and Mrs. Peterson says, "Oh, you were just highly recommended, but it's still pretty sus." Oh God, she's now Mrs. Peterson is now wearing all black and speaking so mysteriously. Mm-hmm. And it's just like she's just full of shit. Yeah. But while this is happening, the rednecks are literally tooling up. They have a bag full of guns. They take the guns and they go to the house to get the stuff. And of course, once again, Mrs. Peterson has gone off somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows when to disappear. She really does. Yeah. And om- almost exclusively for story purposes. Yeah. So these guys are trying to break into the house. Um, yeah. Uh, Angela and Adrian go hide in the basement yeah. where they find the... Candy. Yep. Uh, Pandy has been thr- not just thrown down the steps, but hit a crossbeam apparently when she hit the bottom. Yeah. And is. She's wrapped around the supporting column. It looks horrible. Yeah. No amount of yoga can prepare you no. for that kind of bend. Nope, 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 nope. And, uh, and so then uh, the three guys split up, and this is where we get to one of the. <laughs> just go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Amityville Home Alone. Yeah, it just... Alright. While Angela is trying to make use Pandy's phone to call the police, apropos of nothing, all of these screws start floating in the basement. Yeah. And, and drill they, bits. and yeah. I think they're all just screws. Because okay. the drill bits would have just gone through the, through, through the floor. Fair. I didn't wear my glasses today. Fair. So. Trust me. And so all the screws go up. And then you don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, just like, that was weird. Okay. That was weird. One of the rednecks <laughs> is going through, uh, you know, stupid Call of Duty style, like trying to act like he's all badass and knows what he's doing. And unbeknownst to him, he's not checking the floor at all because the floor is covered in drill bits. And so try to imagine, like, think of the old, uh, like, the Swami type of guys that could lay on a bed of needles. Mm-hmm. But what if you didn't do it on purpose and you're an idiot? Yeah. What if instead of carefully laying on an even balanced bed of needles where they all individually yeah. support a micro amount of your weight, yeah. you just step on one and then fall face first on the rest of them? He face plants into like 12 Ooh. different screws that are at least three, if not four inches coming out of the floor. Yeah. Now and, his face misses them, but his hand yeah. and his most of his body do not... And because they're screws, like, I mean, it would be tough to pull yourself out of out of just nails, uh-huh. but the screws have really dug in. Yeah. And so he is stuck to the floor. And so the lead redneck comes in and sees this, and the redneck that's stuck on the floor, I'm sorry, they do have names. Their names are Luther, Rodney, and Logan. Other than, like, I can't, like, Luther is the head one, the tallest one. I don't know which one's Rodney. I don't know which one's Logan. But we're just going to keep calling them Redneck and Descriptor. So Floor Redneck is wailing and crying and asking for help. Luther, the head redneck, comes in, sees what's going on, 
quietly lifts the sawed-off shotgun that Floor Redneck had and then leaves him. Then tells the other redneck, oh, he's fine. (laughs) And the other redneck, to his credit, he's like, he doesn't sound fine. And by doesn't sound fine, it's like, the guy is Is screaming. screaming. Help me. Oh, God. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God. He doesn't sound fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, and, uh, yeah. uh, Third, assistant redneck. Yeah. um, Is clearly having some doubts about how this is going. He was never on board with the home invasion. He didn't want to do any sort of killing. He didn't want to, like, yeah, he was just in it for the drug deals. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'm just here to deal drugs and make money. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hurt people. (laughs) Buddy, you picked the wrong business. Sam. So, yeah. Uh. So, he's trying to figure... So, Floor Redneck's doing that. Luther goes downstairs... Or, he tries... Yeah, he, he starts trying to go... Oh, he'd been trying to break the basement door open. And then, after... Like, he gets the shotgun, and then he walks back to the door, racks the shotgun... And then the door just opens up as if, okay. It's like, oh, fine. welcome. Now you're ready. All right. Yeah. It opens the door and then throws him down the steps. Heck yes, it does. He, yeah, he gets tossed hard down the steps. That lets uh, Angela and Adrian escape from the basement. Yep. And then Kitchen Redneck, that was our reticent redneck, mm-hmm. uh, he is, he decides correctly to hell with this. And goes to leave, but the house will not let him leave at this mm-hmm. point. He and has already established himself as a threat, so... Knives. Kitchen knives. Floating kitchen knives. Mm-hmm. You And you hear, like, you see the knives start moving and floating, and then it cuts to Angela and Adrian in another room, and you just hear, like, several rapid thunks and a scream. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, yeah. people, floor redneck... <laughs> Is not going out like this. Oh, yeah. He's still fighting. He reaches behind him into the back of his jeans and pulls out the semi-automatic pistol he also had and starts shooting randomly through walls at Adrian and Angela. And because the walls are thin, this is actually a concern. Yeah, this is a threat. Empties the entire magazine. People. This is where the movie goes from good to great. He he empties the magazine, he shoots every bullet in the magazine, releases the magazine, reaches into his pocket and pulls out another magazine, and then one-handedly, in a pool of his own blood, starts trying to reload the pistol. Mm Mm-hmm. Now... I know. It's... I know. We're not doing it justice. We are not doing doing doing, justice There's no way to do it justice. But yeah, he's trying to reload the gun while still fully screwed to the floor. Flailing, struggling, Flailing, screaming, bloody. As he's trying to reload it, all of the taps in the house go on. Yep. uh, Including the... The water taps. The water taps, yeah. And and they are all set to hot gold. Um, including the bathtub at the end of the hall. Yeah. And the gun and the clip and the other empty clip all start getting dragged towards the bathroom. And then so does he. He gets yanked off all these screws. Okay. It is unclear. It is unclear if he is lifted off of the screws first. Or just kind of... Or just pulled pulled through. Raked over. Yeah. Yeah. Either way... Oh, my God. (laughs) Either way, he is pulled down the hallway, thrown in this boiling, scalding bath. He is thrown into the air and then unceremoniously dropped into a full claw bathtub, like mm -hmm. a clawfoot bathtub full of scalding hot water. And out of it can only be described as Emil from RoboCop, (laughs) post-toxic waste. All yep. of his flesh is melting off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Um, so he doesn't have a good ending, despite being the reticent one. No, that wasn't the reticent one. The reticent oh, one, the the reticent reticent one, one is, 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 is not is nailed, nailed to the, to the wall, wall right? the or, kitchen. Uh, knife to the wall, nailed, nailed to, to the, the wall. floor. Um, and, the, uh, yep. and that's when Luther pops back up. <laughs> Because Luther didn't die. <laughs> oh, no. He was just thrown down the steps. He yeah. was, he's been beaten a little, but... He looks rough and he's very angry and so he's going after Angela 
And Angela, of course, like any good horror movie heroine, is running up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Did she, she, no, did, she did try to get out. She, she did like, try to get out, but the house was locked. Yeah, the house is locked. It's not letting her and out. And then she bumps again into her mother, who says, God cannot save you. We are not of this world. Yes. And then she gets out, and then she goes downstairs and finds... Uh, Luther being mysterious, like uh, pulled into position by an unseen force, but it's at this point that we find out that the unseen force is Adrian. Dun dun dun. Like, now Luther has gathered up all the drugs in the basement. He was thrown yeah, out the basement. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did gather up all the drugs, um, got them together, and wants to get out of the house. So yeah, he takes Adrian hostage. Mm-hmm. And like, I will and kill this kid. The, yeah, Adrian turns the tables on. Right. Yeah, right, right. this is how we find out. Like he's got. Yeah. You know, oh my God, the kid's uh, you know in danger. Oh no, the kid is the danger. The kid is the danger. The kid is the one who knocked on the closet door uh-huh. with his brain. So Luther gets thrown to the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. A- Angela is figuring out what's going on as everything's starting to rattle. Uh, the chandelier starts to shake. And now, understand, this is not like uh, your traditional glass crystal-looking chandelier. This right. is a wrought iron monstrosity that has, what, a 12-inch long spike st- aimed towards yeah. the ground. Yeah. This is a chandelier somehow more deadly than the one in War of the Roses. Yes. Like, this is, it's like Lydia Dietz designed this a yeah. chandelier. Yeah. Like, if you take War of the Roses, uh, the White House chandelier from Mars Attacks. Yeah. And Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. The killing power of those three chandeliers. Just put yeah. it all into one wrought iron. All at the behest of death. a, you know, disaffected, angry young child. Yeah. Named Adrian. Why would you name him Adrian? You're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Mm. But, so he so, gets murdered. <laughs> yeah, Luther doesn't make it. Um, spoiler, the oh, chandelier. Shocker. <laughs> and so and, at this point, Dad has shown up and is trying, like, much like Halloran in The Shining. It's like, like, Angela, I gotta help you. And uh, Adrian is not, does not want to be separated from Angela. It starts brain choking uh, Lachlan Monroe with his mind. Mm-hmm. So Dad's struggling on the porch. Mom shows back up. Oh no! Uh, the, but, but before oh, wait. Mom shows up, uh, oh, Dad, yeah. Dad is saying you have to kill him. I was wrong. This Your is mother evil. was right. This yeah. is evil. You have. I to never kill listened the evil to Mom. In this house. Yeah. yeah, you're like I never believed her, which gets reinforced in a moment. But yeah, he basically like. Kill the kid. Yeah. Just kill the kid. The kid bad. Angela takes the biggest booster knife that is available mm-hmm. and is begging Adrian to not make her do this. Yeah. Save my dad. Let him go. Yeah. Just chill out. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, no. Do this thing. Do this first. Um, and then mom shows back up. Yeah. Mom shows back up. We forgot the part, the actual part where it's revealed that it's Adrian it's when Luther was trying to shoot Angela and all <gasps> the bullets magically stopped. There's yes. too much good shit in this last 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, Luther is literally, like, he shoots Angela and nothing happens. And then the bullets are on the floor. And then he just empties the clip and all of the bullets are just laying on the floor and nobody knows what the fuck is going on. It's fucking Matrix Reloaded. It's Neo stopping all of the bullets and they them all falling harmlessly. And then it's revealed that it's not the house. Yeah. It's Adrian. But imagine Neo has no idea that that's a possibility. Oh, no. It's great. Like, Angela's just looking at it like... The fuck now? Yeah, at that point, it's like, wait, are, is Angela like a ghost or yeah? An alien does she or have the is, powers? Yeah, like, there is something, and it's protecting Angela and Adrian. Yes, and yes, then we find out it is Adrian because uh, yeah, he throws Luther chandelier, mm-hmm. um, and then God. then all the other stuff we just saw. Ma, the Mrs. Peterson shows up and reveals. That they're aliens. Or demons or something. Nah, they're aliens. All we know is... No, she says we're from a different world. We're from a different world, but it could it could be anything. All we know is they I, are not humans. I, I, they are I not mean, from Earth. By that logic, it could be a historically black college. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you want to, friends, if you ever want to just completely derail a fun, nice conversation, just reference an old 80s sitcom that, you know, has so much information stored in the person you're talking with that all of it gets unloaded, mm. unraveled immediately. Yeah. Look, ail- if I'm ail- here to talk about Kadeem Hardison on yeah. a horror podcast, I'll oh bring up God. Death with Temptation and or we'll go vamp- with it. Or Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, Kadeem Hardison's pretty great. Yeah. Um, but no, th- no, they're aliens. Like, she, she specifically says it's like, all you humans always pretend that we're ghosts or demons or something. She says that they aren't, she, they are not that. They're aliens. Right. They're, we come to this war. They, they she, never specifically name what they are, but yes, no, they are yeah. from, a, they are from another place and they come to our world to train their young, it's daycare. They it's the aliens literally use our planet Earth as daycare for their kids who have horrifically dangerous brain powers. This is a safe space for them to play around, maybe kill some people as they sort out what they're doing and train themselves. Yeah, and that's why they needed the babysitter in the first place. And she was the daughter of a previous babysitter, the ghost that we keep seeing. Yeah, her mom was yeah was basically found out what was going on nobody believed her that's why she killed herself yeah is because yeah she was some sort of otherworldly babysitter and these things are maybe evil maybe not but they're definitely yeah. something other the, yeah and so it's, it's hard to say that they're evil because in their they it's they consider they appear to consider humans on the same the same way that humans consider animals these are right. beasts of burdens. They're pets. They're things you you can have affection for them, but mm-hmm. they're not people. Yeah, and it, this one's a cuddly one. We can keep yeah. you to look after the kid. Yeah, exactly. Um, they pretend to be human enough to get by in this society, yeah. and they offer Angela the job. Yeah, they literally, as Angela is like now trying to like make sure her dad is okay out on the yeah. front porch. They're like, you know, we like you. He likes you. He protected you. If you want to come with us, feel free to come with us. Yeah. We, you know. We like you. And by the by. You've passed the audition. Like, you know, good first week. You're our babysitter if you want to be one for this interdimensional space deity demon thingy. And by the by, if just to sweeten the deal... You know you're going to be blamed for all of this. Mm-hmm. And the no cops one are showing up at the house. believe you. Yeah. Who's, like, you're holding the knife that definitely killed at least one of these guys. There are three dead bodies in this ha- Four. Yeah. Four, four dead bodies in this house. So you but, can either work with us or you're going to probably go to jail and or commit suicide like your mom. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... It's a bit of a hard sell. It's a hard, it's still a hard sell. I think Angela made the right choice because you know it's just like you can deal with jail. You can figure out you yeah. can, which is to say you can deal with human consequences. Right. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen the longer mm-hmm. you stay with these goddamn aliens? Because yeah. they're aliens. Um, so they take off not to their own home world, but. No. Um, as the film ends, we they they uh, have to find a new location, we get there, uh, and they dis- they disappear. Like completely they just, from the scene, and uh, like Bert on soap when uh, he went invisible. Exactly, and um, uh, Neil Sheriff Neil McDonough shows up and is like, "Angela, put down the knife." And is like, "Oh, she's going." I feel like you could explain, like you could explain it in a way that it's not your fault easily enough. Yeah, like I did not extreme. do this. There is no way I shoved all these screws through the floor from the basement. No, it's or, just, or, you know, set it up in such a way, yeah. like a trap. I couldn't have lifted this guy into the pool. There's just... Um, it, it, physically, it would be a lot, and because they established Neil McDonough as a thinking man, I yeah, feel like she might be, all be okay. Right. And yeah. also, the dad is there. I mean, there. traumatized for all her oh, life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, she's doomed forever. But there, yeah. And there's also the reputation of the house. There's the previous incident. Like Everyone does the, know some bad shit. Yeah, I, I did like when the mother, Mrs. Peterson, is explaining they reuse the same places because people will expect weirdness to happen yeah, they there. specifically, yeah, they're, they're a race of aliens or demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're t- um, they... they yeah, they they pick haunted houses, they pick spooky places, just to explain. Honestly, the kids not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Cabinets open, things fly. The kid is learning its powers. Yeah, spooky house. Yeah. It's 
It's, it's an explanation cl- of what of them I've never heard. And I love no, it. It's pretty clever. And so we get to our ending shot, which is Mrs. Peterson and Adrian on the road to their new house, which is revealed to be Amityville, fourteen miles away. Yep, and it so counts as an Amityville movie. Yes, or at the very least, it's the setup for an Amityville movie that may or may not exist. Right. We, so far, we haven't found any information on if there is a sequel to this movie that continues the story of Mrs. Peterson and Adrian. Yeah. But oh even if it doesn't. Dude, how good would it be, though, if, like, Joe, Joe Del Furland could be, like, a recurring Donald Pleasant, like, Sam Loomis, like, hunting oh. down this family, like, getting more and more grizzled as, like, the years mm-hmm. go on? How good would that be? Oh. It'd be kind of like... That child is not a boy! They are not human! I shot them six times. Then they shot me six times. None of us. We were all fine. It was, you know, a lot of things. A lot of things were said. Yeah. (laughs) Look, we all have to get it out of our system sometimes, and by our system, we mean the clip and the gun that we're aiming at a child. Yes. Which don't kill children. Don't kill children. But don't do drugs. But if you're in a horror movie, kill the child because there. As it turns out, Tom was completely right that the child was the source of all the problems in the world. (laughs) But also, don't kill children. Please don't kill children. Please don't kill children. Uh, But yeah, no. The unspoken. uh, Go ahead and do drugs. Okay. Okay. Beginning. Kind of dull middle, except for the dog part. But then, holy shit! The last twenty minutes really are great oh my god it, it it paid everything off and everything from the first two-thirds yeah needs to be there oh i mean well, it could be it could be boiled down a it could have been but. done a little bit better or presented in a more interesting fashion but there um, was a but, lot of the, the setup visually was, beautiful um yeah. performances across the board really liked yeah and honestly again the dialogue really felt natural agreed so i don't know what i would cut just that there was a lot of time not doing things towards the end. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily say things need to be cut. It's just more like replaced with better. Gotcha. But that said... It's pretty good. Um, I wouldn't know what to change. And yeah, uh, once you get to the end, what a ride. Yeah, it's really it makes up for everything. Yeah. And um, it's worth it. So, yeah. And we Reese, have just spoiled so much of it, but God, it's fun. You should also just watch it because it's presented very, very well. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, wait, are you people listening? Do you not go and watch the movie when we say we're going to watch the movie? What Pause for response. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, right. Well, Excellent. you know, Excellent. glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, it's that good makes to get feedback. Clear. That's, yeah. uh, that makes things more clear. It's like I, th- I thought we had one type of relationship, but clearly we have a different one. And it's important that we know that now. Look, we can't put expectations on an audience that's at least six to seven weeks behind us recording these. Yeah. There's a slight tape delay. But yeah, resale value for this Amityville horror was pretty high for me. Pretty damn high. This yeah. is this is I'm gonna put it so far in a top in the top five. I man, I I couldn't tell you what the top five are. No, but I know that this one fits up there. Basically this I, and you know, I actually I don't know. Off the top of my head, like two, two is two, two is still my two favorite. Two is still the best one, uh, but the the uh, the the art, art the art concla- enclave one. Oh, that was a lot it's of fun. It's like too. art enclave. Uh, it's about time dollhouse. So that's four right there. So maybe this is top. <sighs> I I'm putting this above dollhouse. Wait, no, no dollhouse. Uh, I, I like Doll. Yeah. Oh no. I I I'm still putting Dollhouse in my top five. But the one the the Amityville Terror is definitely would be that's that the one. another good one. Yeah. yeah. There are more good ones than I thought we were gonna hit. Yeah. This is yeah. Um, just a moment of self reflection. Uh, this has been a lot more fun than I think either of us were anticipating. Yes. Uh, it was. A, I was like. Embracing for much, much worse, this has, you know, made everything kind of nicer. Yeah. But, oof. Mm. Yeah. yeah, And we almost skipped this one. We almost skipped this one. Thank you, Neil McDonough. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, thank you, Joe Del Furland. Please making good, more horror Mm -hmm. movies. She was also Case 39. I was looking up more of her stuff. She was Case 39 in the Renee Renee Zellweger movie, Case 39. 
which was based on the book Case Thirty Nine, where from it, the stage play Case Thirty Nine, indeed, based on the Tennessee Williams play, <laughs> uh, which, the Glass uh, Case Thirty Nine. Yeah, and actually, the unspoken, you know, the unspoken in Case Thirty Nine would not be a bad pairing because. Uh, Joe Del Furland is the evil child, and much in the same way, the foster parents are trying to warn the future people, hey, don't don't adopt this kid. This kid is a problem. And it's like, no, of course mm-hmm. not. You're just crazy people. No, they're not crazy. The kid is evil. Yeah. If you have that kind of a crazy evil child, the only person that's qualified to handle it is John Ritter from Problem Child. Or Cal and Keith Rennie. All right, fair. Yeah, because that guy... Man, is he not the Canadian all-star actor? Like, he has been on every single show. The blonde... He's the yeah, blonde... Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I don't know. There's, there's there's a lot of Canadian TV royalty that True. pops up. True. Um, and every so often you even get non-Canadian, but pop, like, I guess moved there, like uh, Mark Shepard. Definitely is God, not he Canadian, but he, he has, has to, to live, live in Vancouver. Now. God, it would just be stupid. It would be yeah. cost effect, like not like it would be less cost effective for him to live anywhere else at this point. Yeah, I mean, he is like if you want to play the Kevin Although, Bacon game for he sci-fi, he's your pin. He's pretty good, but he's been on the Doom Patrol enough lately that I think maybe he moved to Georgia. Well, he's now a name enough because he's been that guy so often that I think he does actually have... They, they will budget for relocating him as needed. Yeah, good. But, I yeah, mean... He but deserves yeah. it. Because like, Firefly was definitely Canada. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Supernatural, oh, yeah. 100% Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, Galactica was Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... He was a Canadian go-to that, I guess, yeah, has been exported yeah. now. He was like the John Ratzenberger for Canada. Yeah. Like he was a professional Englishman in Canada. Yeah. Whereas John Rassenberger for a number of years was a professional American. Yeah. As is Bill Pope. We've yeah. t- or Bill Hope, rather. We've talked about this. God, we are starting to loop around. We really are. Things. But yeah. X-Files, Mark Shepard, definitely also part of it. Hell yeah. Uh, definitely recommend The Unspoken. And uh, I don't know which one is next week, but we'll tell you'll find out next week with us. Yep, we got to double check uh, the lists and the release dates and availability. Um, but yeah, you'll see it in your feed, so you're good. Um, if you are listening to this outside of the US, which we have found, we have international listeners. And um, not just Canada. Not just Canada, <laughs> though. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, we have, like, I think even like we had one or two listeners in Brazil. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're listening you. to it outside of much. North America, it may be released under uh, Amityville, the origin, or some translation thereof. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, internationally, it was sold as an Amityville origin movie. So, and to their credit, you see the name at the end of the movie, which I was not mm-hmm. uh, at that point. I was not expecting, but yeah. it's like, hey, yeah, good. Yeah, for it not being an Amityville movie and named domestically, it actually was more Amityville than several of the ones we've watched. That it really were. was, yeah. So definitely more than the, yeah. uh, the 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 VHS one from last week. Yeah, but don't yeah. judge a book by its cover. Yeah, it was good though. Yeah, Depends, as was this. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Have right. a good If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 